on June 14, 2023. National polygamy advocate Mark Henkel shares and explains honest polygamy versus dishonest bigamy. Hello, friends, supporters, listeners, and sharers. One week ago, in this podcast's past episode number 273 of June 7, 2023, I shared how bigamy differs from polygamy. In a nutshell, regarding plural marriages, polygamy is the act, while bigamy is the crime. A polygamist who does the act of marrying four wives will only get charged with three counts of the crime. That is the fundamental and initial difference between polygamy and bigamy. But wait, there's more! There is one more difference to share and explain here. At the end of that same last podcast episode, I also declared that I would answer the following question. For anyone who might ask, the question is this. But Mark, might there be even one possibly positive reason for having bigamy laws? Ah, (laughs) I also previously noted that that was a good question to ask. Even now, my answer might surprise you. Namely, my answer was, and still is, yes. Yes, I do think that there is one valid reason for a more appropriately worded bigamy law. Sharing and explaining my answer to that question is the primary purpose of this podcast today, episode number 274 of June 14, 2023. I say yes, but why on earth would I even think that, you might ask? It all comes down to the difference between honest polygamy versus dishonest bigamy. To be clear, I have only ever supported UCAP, U-C-A-P, Unrelated Consenting Adult Polygamy. Whether it be for Christian polygamy or for any variation of other unrelated consenting adults choosing honest polygamy for their lives. That's even why we have had the standard of acceptable polygamy firmly established since July 13, 1999. Our standard called Love Not Force. Namely, Any man who would be a polygamist must only do so by love, not force. He must only love his first wife, or later wives, to where she willingly embraces and makes her own uncoerced free choice of UCAP, unrelated consenting adult polygamy. If he tries to force polygamy on her, that is not acceptable whatsoever. It is not just that we say that it is not acceptable but also that the proven fact has shown us that, for any forced polygamy, not only will the marriage not survive anyway, but it will be cruel to the whole family until it does dissolve. In addition to that standard of love not force, we also identify by the acronym UCAP, U-C-A-P, which stands for presents and represents us as Unrelated Consenting Adult Polygamy. Unrelated? Because we are not about incest. Consenting? Because it is only about free choice. Adult? Because we are not talking about minors or children. That is why we are UCAP, U-C-A-P, 
unrelated, consenting, adult polygamy. Both the standard and that self-identification give us the combined big picture of the meaning of honest polygamy. All of the unrelated consenting adults making the free choice for this marital arrangement are being completely honest with each other, neither forced nor hidden. Honest polygamy. With that understood, I have also always said, in numerous soundbites, in numerous media interviews and speeches, that the government has no authority to be involved in the contractual arrangements of unrelated consenting adults. I have routinely reiterated that government's only role is at the municipal level as a repository of the contractual arrangements that unrelated consenting adults make. Ah, <laughs> but now I can imagine someone interjecting here and asking me, But Mark, since you do always say all that, how can you now also say that you do think that there is one valid reason for a more appropriately worded bigamy law? Ah, <laughs> you are paying attention. Excellently. Good question indeed. It comes down to the difference between what I advocate, honest polygamy, versus what I have always stood against, dishonest bigamy. And that difference fits perfectly with my repeated soundbites about government authority. As we know, I stand for freely consenting, free choice of UCAP, UCAP, Unrelated Consenting Adult Polygamy. But dishonest bigamy involves none of that. So now you might be asking, okay, Mark, then what is dishonest bigamy? Ah, good question, too. That is the key that unlocks the door to this vitally important difference. In the 1990s, there were news reports about airline pilots who would marry women in different cities. The women never knew of each other. They always thought that they had a monogamous marriage with their husband. When he was in one city, he would stay with the family and kids of the specific wife in that city. Because he was an airline pilot, she accepted that he would be gone for periods of time. But during those periods of time, when the husband was not home, he would then be staying with another wife and the family they raised in that other city. The husband was living separate, multiple lives and lies. None of the women, nor any of the children he had with them, ever knew of his other wives, other lives. That obnoxious situation really happened. There was even a movie about it in 1996. Look it up. It's titled Frequent Flyer, starring some big Hollywood names of that decade. This gives us the perfectly descriptive example of what I have always called dishonest bigamy. It is bigamy, firstly, because it commits the crime of actually getting a marriage license from more than one woman at the same time. Secondly, and making it worse, the crime is dishonest. Contract law, for any contractual arrangement, always requires what the law books call genuine assent. For any contractual arrangement, the parties involved must be genuinely free and willing to give their assent, their genuine assent, 
to assent that they approve of all the variables in or about the agreement. The women in these examples of dishonest bigamy never received sufficient disclosure to ever be able to give their genuine assent when they were marrying their husband. They had no idea. Each thought he was her own. In effect, the husband is thereby committing an act of fraud. The act of fraud thoroughly violates the C part of UCAP, consenting. There is no freely uncoerced consent of the obvious deception at the start of the would-be marriage. That fraud is outrageous, and I find it diabolically cruel to the women. That is what dishonest bigamy is. And that is why I do support one specific application of having a law against dishonest bigamy. At best, it probably should be a crime, especially as children can be involved after the deception of fraud. If not made a crime, then at the very least, it is a tort against the women. No question about it. Dishonest bigamy is a tort. Using the privacy-caring DuckDuckGo search engine, a quick search of the word tort, T-O-R-T, tort, explains the word's meaning. Quote, A wrong that is committed by someone who is legally obligated to provide a certain amount of carefulness in behavior to another, and that causes injury to that person who may seek compensation in a civil suit for damages. Unquote. Undoubtedly, the cruelty of dishonest bigamy fully meets all the parameters of that definition of tort. So even if such a law against dishonest bigamy is not codified as a crime to be adjudicated in a criminal court, nevertheless, such a law could at least rightly identify the dishonest bigamy as a tort, empowering the deceived women to file lawsuits in civil court. Who knows? Maybe the tort route might be better, only coming from the position that it allows the women to choose how they want to proceed against their husband and his dishonest bigamy. Conversely, that might also open up the possible advantage to the frauding husband, which would surely not be good. Either way, though, this all reveals why I do think that there is one valid reason for a more appropriately worded bigamy law. Dishonest bigamy has no connection with honest polygamy. For the latter, for honest polygamy, government has no authority being involved in the free choices of fully informed and having genuine assent, UCAP, unrelated consenting adult polygamy. Honest polygamy is honest. But when it comes to the very different act of fraud, of dishonest bigamy, I do believe that whether accused as a crime or as a tort, I do think that there surely must be such a law, a law against dishonest bigamy. In reference to the airline pilot movie, it doesn't matter how many frequent flyer miles it gets the frauding husband. Dishonest bigamy is dishonest, whether a crime or a tort. So now you know the final difference between polygamy and bigamy. The difference between honest polygamy versus dishonest bigamy.
bigamy. And now that you do know, I once again have to thank you for celebrating, supporting, listening to, and sharing the National Polygamy Advocate podcast. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate, presenting polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com.